Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And now, a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcan on WEEI. Played for Jim Montgomery at the University of Denver. Closes and wins it for L.A. The Bruins blow a two-goal lead going into the third period and lose in a shootout. Hour number two here, Sports Radio WEEI. It's Christian Arkin here taking you up until 4 o'clock. We'll be joined this hour by John Corrales, Boston Sports Journal. Also has his uh, podcast here on odyssey.com. Um, when we talk some Celtics, uh, it's coming up. That was uh, from the Bruins the other night. As they're now 23-4-2. and uh, two. Another loss at home. Dreadful. Um... Not a great week for them. Not a great week for your Boston Bruins, who have not had anything other than uh, just dominating wins all season long and crazy win streaks and just uh, guys stepping up and really making a lot of us in my industry not look great. I'd say the Bruins, more so than any other team, has the right to be uh, shaking their ass in the sports radio space. Because this was not a season that I had high hopes for the Bruins in. Don Sweeney. Don Sweeney, if this team continues winning at the clip that they're in, Don Sweeney may never stop shaking his ass in our face. Because, I mean, I wasn't one of these people. I talked about it. I didn't call for it. But a lot of people called for his job. And I'm not sure how you can uh, justify that now. There was that whole thing with the Mitch Miller kid, which brought the whole what's this guy doing what you know Don Sweeney and his job that brought the conversation back up to a head but really I mean you know it's uh it's off the table now I'd say completely off the table the guy who put this team together this team that's having one of the best starts of all time no he's good he'll uh he'll continue in his role <laughs> and by the way this coach he hired seems like he's getting uh getting through to these players maybe a little bit better than the last guy did with that being said, 
They lost to Arizona out in Tempe. Um, and that was also the game where there was a fight in the stands. Did you see this fight in the stands, Des? I did not, Christian. So they were playing uh, the Coyotes, and the Coyotes play where Arizona State plays hockey, which I don't even know if Arizona State has, like, a D1 team. I don't think they do. But it's like their rink, the rink at the Arizona State campus, which, if you think about it, is in the desert, which must you must really have to power that thing. Keep Great it place for hockey. Absolutely. And it only holds about 8,000 people. So if you want to go to a Coyotes game, you have to be one of 8,000 people, and still I don't think they fill the thing. Good amount of Bruins fans, I guess, out in Arizona, probably at ASU or, you know, at uh, you know one of the other colleges there living in Flagstaff or something. I don't know, something like that. And there's a brawl, just an absolute brawl going on in the stands. And uh, I read this week that one of the people involved in that brawl had a piece of their finger bitten off. Bitten off! One thing to bite somebody, it's another thing to bite something off them. Putting Mike Tyson to shame. Right? Like, yeah, you don't want to bite anybody. You don't want to get bit. But it's one thing like, you know, oh, the dog bit me. It's another thing to say, oh, the dog bit my fill-in-the-blank off. (laughs) Hey, that guy just bit me. Hey, that guy just bit my finger off. (laughs) Those are two different things you're upset about. Now you got to get a new finger. (laughs) You know, like that sucks. Um. That You know, like, the thing about that, unless you're, like, really effed in the head, if you bite someone, like, it's a last resort, like, all right, I can't, either this guy's going to beat me to death, I got to bite him. Even if you bite him as hard as you can and all of a sudden, (laughs) like, you feel like your teeth close and whatever you just bit now, all of a sudden it's in your mouth, like, ah, ah, I don't know if the Bruins fan was the biter or the bitee. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, I don't know the. I don't know the tail of the tape, <laughs> but I can say that that was a, a turn in that story that I was not uh, not expecting. Um, it looked like guys were fighting. It looked like guys were diving over. Uh, you know, diving over each other, diving over rows of seats. But I, you know, find out that someone had a piece of them bitten off. Uh, that'll ruin two people's day. Um, 617-779-7937, that's the phone number. They lost that game to the Coyotes. They blew a lead to the Islanders earlier this week on Tuesday night. Um, a game that I attended, by the way. Haven't been out to a game in a while with the baby and all, but I went out on Tuesday night, went and saw the Bruins go out there and win that game in a shootout. Beautiful shootout goal by uh, David Posternock in that game. And two goals from Jake DeBrusque, and I was willing to sort of look the other way. I was willing to sort of look the other way and say the Islanders play them tough. Maybe they shouldn't have blown that lead. Maybe it shouldn't have gone to a shootout, but whatever. They won the game. That's all that matters. I'm not going to freak out about it. And then the Kings come to town. The L.A. Kings, who uh, are not a bad team. They're, I think, the second uh, second place in the Pacific, but they're well behind. I think they have, like, th- yeah, let me check here, 37 points. Vegas has 45 like they're 16, 12, and 5. So they're not, they're 16 and 17, basically. They're a team that's under 500. Um, I'm not, I don't really believe in the cat. I don't think they're a good team. They're not a terrible team, but I don't think they're that good. And I watched the Bruins sort of, watched the Bruins sort of slow down a little bit. And this was to be expected. The Bruins have had some guys step up for sure, but they still have a lot of old guys on their team. And they have run that goaltender into the ground. 
and that needs to change. They've got to start getting the more Swayman starts in there. They got to start letting him play more. Because you're going to drive this all. You're going to drive all Mark. Uh, you're going to. There's no. You get. You can't possibly expect him to keep it up like this. It's just. It's not going to work. Bruins rough week. Not terrible, but rough. Um. The Celtics had a bad week. The Celtics lost to Orlando last night. And the Orlando Magic are ten games under five hundred. Ten games under five hundred, and they came to town last night and they gave the Celtics the business at TD Garden. If you were at that game, uh, I'd like to hear from you actually because I was watching on TV at home, and as the game went on, and the Magic sort of kept pushing that lead out in the third quarter, I could swear I started hearing some booing. I started hearing. I th- I could swear I heard it. Maybe maybe I was it was my mind playing tricks on me, but I don't think so. I'm one of those people that listens to everything really loud. Like if you ever came in here and sat, you know, sat in the studio with me and I gave you my headphones, they explode your eardrums. I need everything loud as hell all the time. My wife's favorite thing to say to me is, "Can you please turn that down?" <laughs> and it's said in my house about a million times a day. Can you please can you please please turn that down? All right, fine. You woke up the whole house. All right, sorry. <laughs> I'm in the basement. <laughs> Just, I need it loud. I'm sorry, I do. And I don't like headphones. Not in my house. Um, I think I heard, I thought I heard booing. I thought I heard booing. And after the week that the Celtics have had, I'm not booing them. But I am a little suspicious. That road trip started off fine. You beat Toronto, you beat Phoenix, you beat the hell out of Phoenix. You beat them by like 30 points. After that, things took a turn. Uh, after that, your daddy's the Warriors kind of took you out behind the woodshed. The Clippers put you right in your place. And I have a thought on that, why that game went the way it did. Um, You had a great comeback against the Lakers to end the road trip, get everybody feeling good. Then you come back home and you get kind of seen by Orlando. <laughs> you know, like... I. I thought the Orlando Magic would be like a speed bump onto whatever is coming up next. And you play him again. I mean, you play him twice. You got this home-and-home home thing going here. But instead, flaming Mo Wagner and his brother Fritz, Hans and Franz, were, uh, were really putting it to you. And I saw some things that scared me a little bit in that game. Uh, 6-1, so we'll talk about more of that with John Corrales it's, uh, later on this hour. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. I got to take this call from Nate, who is in Winchester, and has inside info on that hockey fight in Tempe. Nate, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up? So uh, I got a buddy out in Arizona State, goes to school there, was at the game and saw the fight. And he told me after I asked him about the fight that the guy who got his finger bitten off was the Bruins fan who tried to fish hook the fan in the row above him and didn't quite get the fish hook all the way in the cheek and got the tip of his pointer finger bitten off. Wow. Wow. So he went in. It wasn't a it wasn't like the guy was looking to bite like the guy got his hands in the mouth and that and then he bit and then he bit it in self-defense. That's kind of self-defense then, right Nate? Yeah, I that's would how, say so. That's they how your friend described it to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you're trying to fish a guy in the row above you, you best get it right. You, yeah. you best not miss or your finger's getting bit off. That's correct. Nate, thanks for the call. At least he wasn't trying to check his oil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, see, if that, you try and do that and you miss. Yeah. I mean, even if you if you do it, it's not, it's a bad thing. But, uh, you know, you never know. Hockey fight in the stands, anything goes. Fish hooks, oil checks, anything. <laughs> Just like uh, Andre the Giant, remember? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Fish hook at your own risk, folks. I mean, that's that's the lesson there, isn't it? It's not like you're, uh, who was the guy in the, um, <laughs> who was the guy for Vancouver who kept sticking it, who uh, bit Patrice Bergeron's fingers? Oh, who the hell was it? That little rat. Ah, that little rat, you know what. Burroughs, Alex Burroughs, that's who it was. Yeah. You know, you get you start face washing a guy, you got gloves on, it's different. You're in a fight in the stands, no refs. No linesman coming over to break it up. You put your finger in someone's mouth, you might not get that finger back, son. <laughs> I'm gonna teach my I'm gonna teach my boy that in an early age. You put something in a stranger's mouth, it may not be you may not come back with it. <laughs> it's a good lesson for the rest of your life. Uh six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's the phone number. Um, you know who else had a bad week? Celtics had a bad week. Bruins, nah, not so bad, but not great. The Red Sox had the worst week ever. I mean, really, like just the Red Sox somehow managed to to outshine all of these teams who are either playing poorly or uh, you know whatever. Like the Red Sox, who aren't even in season right now, just regular old hot stove, which hasn't even heated up all the way yet. Can I just say this? Baseball off season has been awesome. This baseball hot stove season, it's only December 17th, whatever it is. It's only December 17th, and this has been tremendous. All these guys are signing massive contracts, movement all over Major League Baseball. Guys are going to teams that are stacked. Teams are spending for players. Like, this is this is great. As a baseball fan, I watch this, and I think, man, this is really going well. This is a, this is a good thing for baseball to see this much movement and this much interest and this much money going around. This much buzz for Correa and, you know, Bogarts and all these guys, all these massive contracts that are getting signed. It's great for baseball, but it sucks for the Red Sox because they're just not participating. (laughs) They're just sort of watching all these teams throw all this money around and sign all these great players, including some of their players, and they're all just sitting there with their popcorn like, wow, this is pretty cool, guys, huh? Yeah, wow, look at that. Wow, that's a big contract. Gee, that's a lot of money. Like, yeah. You guys want to maybe get off the bench and, and get in the game? You want to check in and start playing? Please, maybe, before the entire team's wiped out and there's nobody left that we even remember from last year? Like, can we do something here? They just DFA'd Eric Hosmer, who was a trade deadline acquisition last year and who doesn't even cost them any money. The Padres are paying his whole salary. They DFA'd him. <laughs> this is this is so ridiculous. They DFA'd the centerpiece of the Mookie Betts trade the other day. This was one of the worst Red Sox weeks I can remember in my life. And it's just based on, like, guys that they designated for assignment and guys who signed other places. I remember when A-Rod signed with the Yankees, or they wasn't signed, they traded for him. But, like, I remember that when the Red Sox had that deal in place for Ordonez and Manny, and they were going to get A-Rod, and then the Yankees swooped in and got him for Soriano. I remember all that. That was a bad week. I feel like this week was worse. 
This week was this week was unbelievable. It just nothing good happened to the Red Sox this week, except for Kenley Jansen, who I'd like, and I hope he plays well. But oh my goodness. Just an absolute disaster. 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. When we come back, we'll talk more Red Sox and we'll talk with John Corrales of uh, Boston Sports Journal. It's all coming up right after this trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now is brought to you by Wilmington Builder Supply Company. Celtics lost to the Magic last night, 117-109. Mo Wagner, flaming Mo with 25 points. Uh, one of five Orlando Magic in double figures. Celtics will host the Magic again tomorrow afternoon. Bruins will look to extend their home point streak to 18 games as they host the Columbus Blue Jackets today. That game in progress right now with the Bruins leading by a score of 1-0. It was David Pasternak scoring on a power play at the seven-minute mark in the first period. Red Sox traded for reliever Wyatt Mills from the Royals to make room on the roster. They designated Eric Hosmer for assignment. Patriots head to Las Vegas to play the Raiders tomorrow. Kickoff is at 4.05, flexed out of primetime. Devontae Parker, Isaiah Wynn, Jalen Mills, and Damian Harris have already been ruled out. Ramondre Stevenson and Jack Jones questionable. Jacoby Myers good to go. And there's three NFL games today. Colts visiting the Vikings. That game uh, going very poorly for your Minnesota Vikings. There's five minutes left in the first half. The Colts, who are averaging 16 points a game, lead the Vikings 30 to nothing at the half. Yikes. Um, Browns host the Ravens at 430. We'll join that game in progress after Bradfoe. Dolphins visit the Bills at 815. We'll also bring you that game right here on Sports Radio WEEI. Contractors, Burlington Lumber has everything you need to make your next project a success. With a full line of building materials, including Trex decking and its fully appointed kitchen showroom, Burlington Lumber has what you need. Visit Burlington Lumber today on the Middlesex Turnpike in Burlington. I'm Christian Arcan. That's what's trending now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. They're now 2-11, and the Celtics drop one in first of seven straight for the Seas here at the Garden, not the way they want to start things. And that'll do it. 
not walks away from it. And the final score is 117 to 109. We'll be back to wrap it up. Talk about the time lord. Yeah, came back and wrapped it up after that. It was Mike Gorman on the call here. It's Arkan with you, taking you up until 4 o'clock. Sports Radio WEEI. It's your phone number, 617-779-7937. Supposed to be Robert Williams' big return. And you know, it was funny. I was sort of thinking, like, they got some big guys in Orlando. It's a big team. The whole team's a front court. They got Bull Bull. They got Mo Bamba. They got both those Wagner Wagner brothers. Are they even brothers? I think they are. That's like all those guys are like 6'10". <laughs> You know, they got all these huge guys, and then they got uh, Fultz and Cole Anthony. It's basically the whole team, you know, with Ross and uh, and a couple other players. Really, what I what I like the most about that team and what I sort of think is uh, kind of scary about him is Ben Caro. He was everywhere in that game. He didn't make all his shots, but he was he was a menace out there. And uh, I, I kind of look at what they got going in Orlando, and you know what they sort of remind me of is uh, – when I was in college, the Clippers were this like team that wasn't very good, but they were really fun. They were like this really fun young team. It was uh, Lamar Odom, uh, Darius Miles, Elton Brand, like Keon Dooling. I think Olawa Candy was on those teams, and he sucked. But like you know, it was a fun team. Like you watched them, and they were fun. You know, they run the break and throw these fun alley oops to each other. They just it seemed like they were out there having a good time. This Orlando Magic team sort of seems like a like a modern day. Clippers of the early 2000s only they got their act together you know like they they know what they're doing like they they got a little bit more fight and fire now they're 10 games under 500 so it's not like they're any good but I could see them I could see them becoming something this year absolutely because they got some they got some problematic matchups on that team for sure we'll get more into the Celtics in just a minute I just saw something on Twitter that triggered the ever-loving you-know-what out of me like literally like it triggered me John Heyman, who I don't mind. John Heyman's fine. Just tweeted out a few moments ago, Red Sox are among teams with interest in J.D. Martinez. Yeah, really? You're interested in J.D. Martinez, Red Sox? Are you? Are you really? Is that why, why, is that why he's a free agent right now? Because you're so interested in him? Why even say that? Why even say that to John Heyman? I'm starting to think Hyam Bloom just doesn't care. Like, he's got to know how bad this all looks. He's got to know that this all is making his personal brand take a major, major hit. And he's still out there telling Heyman and everybody, oh, yeah, we're in on we're in on JD Martinez, who was on our team and we let go to free agency. Like, we're in on him. Okay. Okay, guys. Like, fine, good. I hope I hope you sign him. I really do. Like that would that'd be swell. You know, JD Martinez. What a big splash that would be. Whether this happens or it doesn't happen, you shouldn't have said this. Because now, if they do sign him, it's like great. They signed JD Martinez. Wonderful. Oh, that's really gonna that's really gonna turn your fortunes around. And then if you don't sign him. It's like they can't even sign J.D. Martinez. There's no reason to tell people this. Hiam, stop leaking every single guy you're interested in. (laughs) That didn't sound right. Stop leaking to the press every single time you're interested in a guy. That also didn't sound right. You know what I mean? (laughs) I have to always have my hand on the dump button with you, Chris. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not doing a great job of it right now, but you know what I'm trying to say. Just keep it to yourself. Play him a little closer to the vest, Hyam, could you? Because the last thing that we Red Sox fans need right now is to read about all these other people that you're interested in. Just stop telling people about it. Stop letting that be known. Just leave it alone. Keep it on the down low. All right? That's all. No, we don't need to know about everyone you're not going to sign. And we don't want to know about these people that you're interested in because at this point, if you're interested in them, we assume they're going to go somewhere else. Okay, so that's just, please. It's not too much to ask. You just just stop giving away everything. John Heyman doesn't need that scoop. You don't need to tell him that. No one needs to know that. If you're in on J.D. Martinez, just be in on him. Try and sign him. And then if you don't sign him and he signs somewhere else, you won't look like a jackass who couldn't resign your own guy. That's all. I am blue, man. What a, jeez. It's been some tough weeks around here, all around. Certainly in this building, certainly in the... With the Celtics and definitely with the Patriots, but the Red Sox, man, they take the cake. Um, the Celtics, tough game last night. It was the return of Robert Williams, the Time Lord. And despite his uh, reinsertion into the lineup, the Celtics got absolutely crushed on the boards. 53-38. to 38. Not even really competitive. The Orlando Magic had 15 offensive rebounds in that game and a ton of second-chance points. Um, Here with more on that and to discuss the uh, current trajectory of this team is John Corrales from Boston Sports Journal who joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. John, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Um, Watching that game last night, uh, seeing Robert Williams back in the lineup, seeing him, you know, finish on some lobs and and block some shots, it was really uh, sort of great to see. I was sort of struck, though, John, by how little it seemed like they missed him this year. Uh, They got off to such a great start and only now uh, seem to be slowing down a little bit. What does he sort of provide to this team, and why wasn't it necessarily there under the glass last night against a pretty inexperienced Orlando Magic team? Yeah, I think the rebounding numbers, I mean, obviously the offensive rebound, rebounding numbers were, were bad, and, and the Celtics have had that problem all year long. I think the, the rebounding numbers were a little bit inflated as well because Celtics couldn't hit a shot, mm. so there were a ton of rebounds available, and I think Orlando did a good job cleaning those up, and the Celtics are not a big offensive rebounding team themselves. So, um, But as far as Rob goes, yeah, he's going to help that a little bit. He's he's never been a, a gigantic rebounder. The Celtics just have to do a better job, I think, on the wings. Whenever they get out-rebounded that, by that much, it's usually the wings that need to do a better job uh, keeping keeping people off the boards and, and helping out Jalen, Jason, those guys. Uh, Rob, I thought, looked good. He, he Obviously, at the beginning, he looked a little bit rusty. He had three fouls in just a couple of minutes. Uh, he, was a, he was both a step slow and playing too fast, where, where his decision-making was a little bit slow at the beginning, but then his re, you know, by the time he made a decision to go somewhere, he, he really was flying around. So uh, it took a little bit of uh, a, a couple of minutes for him to settle in. But once he did, I think he started to show like a lot of his, his old self. His help defense was really good. We saw him deter guys. Like when you know, one player where Cole Anthony was, was driving in and he saw – uh, Robert Williams there. He said, you know what? Nope. I'm going to take this left turn out of the lane and kick it out. Those types of plays are there. And when you look at what Rob is going to offer, 
that on the defensive end, I think is going to help a lot. And on the offensive end, you saw him just even on broken plays go and catch a couple of lobs. So I, I think I think we saw some real glimpses of him taking the Celtics to a different level, especially defensively. Uh, we saw the Celtics' other big comeback last night. Al Horford was out for four or five games um, and was back, and it seems like he's got a little bit of a mean streak now. Uh, what exactly happened out there with, with Al Horford last night? Yeah, you know, that was uncharacteristic. I don't know. It seemed like Franz Wagner or Mo Wagner, the Wagner uh, brothers were. Franz were and or Franz, of, yes. Yeah, yes, it's right. Um, they could do an old Saturday Night Live skit together. But they, they got under his skin somehow. You don't see that very often. Yeah. And, and when, when, I don't know, Horford just, when he really wound up that elbow and, and, and maybe missed, uh, missed a little bit wide left. That that ended up becoming the flagrant too. Uh, I I don't think I've ever seen Al Horford get ejected before, so uh, and that was that was really unfortunate because he was the one guy that didn't play on the road trip, so right. he was kind of exempt from that long road trip hangover that the rest of the team was feeling, and you know, and Rob coming back didn't count because he he was really on a minutes restriction, but I thought Al was going to be the guy that kind of carried them through a sloppy win maybe hit some shots late in the fourth quarter. But once he got ejected, the Celtics had nowhere to lean on uh, to, to get some shots. He was the only one who was hitting shots consistently. He was two of four from three. But, yeah, very, very uncharacteristic to get ejected. Yeah. Um, we're talking with John Corrales here on the uh, Harbor One Hotline. John, you mentioned the end of that road trip. It started off fine with the uh, Toronto and, and Phoenix games. But things certainly took a turn there in Golden State. That Clippers game was a, was a tough one too, uh, and even that Lakers comeback, which was a great comeback, was should never have happened. Um, are we starting yeah. to see this team maybe uh, slow down a little bit? Uh, do you attribute that to anything specific? Yeah, I don't. I don't see a trend necessarily. I think the Golden State game. I think the Celtics came went into that game a little too hyped. They 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 went and and started to look like their old final selves, I think guys started to try to do things too much on their own. And, and I think that got away from them and that, that led to some of the old bad habits. I don't think they went in there with the level of confidence of it doesn't matter that it's the golden state warriors. We're just going to start rolling through whomever's in front of us. They went in there so hyped for the golden state warriors that it, it kind of flipped and it, it went too far the other way. So I kind of understood that. And then by the, the, the Clippers game, a little carryover. The Lakers game, they looked good. They were up 20, but that was the end of a really long trip. And I think it was kind of telling that when both teams hit their biggest lead, they collapsed. The Celtics went up 20, and then they collapsed. The Lakers went up 13, and they collapsed. Both teams were kind of exhausted at that point, and they both let up way too early. And the Celtics kind of got a little lucky that the Lakers let up early enough that they were able to come back. The shooting has certainly leveled off. I think there was always going to be a little bit of a regression to the mean where everybody's shooting was going to come down a little bit. I do think that that should correct a little bit now. I expect tomorrow's game against Orlando to be much more indicative of who they are. Um, but, yeah, there was always going to be a little bit of a correction with the shooting. And now it's good timing that Rob's coming back because now Rob adds that element of, vertical threat to kind of keep them getting open shots. So I, I do expect it to, to come back a little bit. 
John, uh, looking at what this team does well, and I think it all starts, obviously, with Tatum and Brown, um, in years past, those guys had a little bit of insurance behind them on the bench. It seemed like there was a little bit more depth on the wing maybe than there is this year. Do you think all these minutes are going to catch up to them eventually? I mean, it's not like Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith were great players or anything, but they were bodies that were there in case those guys needed some time. And now it sort of seems like... Outside of Grant Williams, maybe there's not there's not much that Sam Hauser like is this is this sustainable for 82 games? Well, th- this is this is going to be another thing where we see we get that answer here with Rob back yeah. because with, with Rob back it shifts. I think, and we'll see how how Joe Mazzula plays it, but I think he comes back to the starting lineup eventually, and you go double big because that's something that worked last year. It gets him back to a much more defensive minded kind of mentality. And so you shift Derek White to the bench, and now you're bringing White and Brogdon off the bench. Those could be guys that help uh, reduce the minutes for Tatum and Brown. I think there might be a ripple effect there. Uh, so, and and I, I do think that this is going to be a very telling couple of months. The Celtics do have tools to go get some extra wing help if they need to. I think they've got some tradable pieces on the bench in Danila Gallinari and Peyton Pritchard. I think Gallinari's salary and Pritchard's, I think, ability. And he's kind of wasting away on the bench. I think they have some some maneuvering there between that and a couple of exceptions that if the minutes, if the workload is still too much, that they can go and get some additional help. Uh, but I, I do think it's possible that shifting white to the bench can help kind of reduce some of that workload for those two guys, at least by – two, three minutes each. I mean, they're in the high 30s now. If you get them down to 34, 35, that's much more tolerable. Yeah, I would uh, I would certainly agree with that there, although I could also see them not wanting to have their minutes cut, especially Jalen well, Brown in the in the season that he's having. I mean, he's he's in a top 10 MVP candidate right now. Yeah, and I think, look, this is on Joe, this is on Joe Mazzula and on Brad Stevens a little bit because Brad's kind of having to, to work as a, a bit of a – uh, you know, an advisor to Missoula, they're, they're going to have to monitor that. And I think, I think Missoula does give in to the players a little bit. Like we've seen them in blowouts. There was a blowout in Phoenix where Jalen Brown was back on the floor right. in the beginning of the fourth quarter. That was not great. I think there, there have been a few of these blowout situations where Joe has not exactly handled it the way he probably should have. And he's kind of admitted that he's learning that uh, along the way. And I think he kind of defers to his players. And he asks them, do you want to come out? We're like, of course not. Like, players don't want to come out of games. I think that's where the coaching has to come in and say, look, we're going to save you from your, yourselves a little bit. And we're going, we're going to reduce your minutes. And, and you just, you have to do it for the sake of the long-term vision of this team. Cause you're going to need these guys to play the 38 to 40 minutes in April, May, and June. You don't want to waste those minutes now. You, this is where you use your depth. The Celtics do have depth. So I think this is an adjustment that Missoula has to make. See, I agree with you, John. I think he does have to make that adjustment. I just, I mean, he doesn't even like calling timeouts to save these guys from themselves, let yeah, alone yeah. cut their minutes down. He'll let them go out there, got a 42-3 to run against the Lakers, <laughs> and he'll just stand there with his arms full. I'm not calling a timeout. You guys figure it out. That's sort of his, his style is what it seems like to me. Yeah, and I think sometimes that works. Like I've seen him let guys play through runs, and they do get out of it on the other side. I do think that there is certainly uh, a level of let them figure it out because they're not always going to have a timeout available. So 
the more you let them figure it out now, sure, I get that. But also, I think there's a middle ground. I think the later in the game runs where guys might be a little bit more, more tired, you do have to step in and say, okay, let's just refocus. And it's not about calling a timeout doesn't let them figure things out. It just gets them to, to kind of get back to the task at hand. Because they do have egos, they do have incredible ability. A lot of you know, this, this always seems extraordinarily talented. So, yeah, sometimes Tatum or Brown or Marcus Smart or somebody else will say, hey, I can do this myself. And, and you just need a little bit of a grounding. You need the, the coach to say, all right, we're getting away from the things that we're doing well. Let's take a second. Let's take a breath. Go back out there and start get back to what was working earlier. And, and give them a break. Give them a couple of minutes to rest their legs. Give them a couple of minutes to, to catch their breath later in games. So I think earlier in games, yeah, let them play through things. Later in games, maybe you, you need to call just one or two more timeouts in those types of situations. All right, we'll leave it right there. John Corrales, thanks so much for the time today. It's always great to talk with you. You can check him out at Boston Sports Journal and the Locked On Celtics podcast, and you can find him on uh, Twitter at John with an H underscore Corrales. Thanks again, John. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. All right. That's, uh, once again, John Corrales joining us here on the program. 617-779-7937. That is your phone number. Quick break. When we come back, uh, there is a disturbing trend going on in uh, people's living rooms, people with kids. And uh, they're inviting people into their homes to traumatize their children. I'll explain right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Covering Boston sports and beyond. We're back to Christian Arcand on WEEI. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana. 246. Sports Radio WEEI. It's Arkan here. Remember, you can listen to EEI on your smart speaker. Just say play 93.7 WEEI. We got uh, Rob Bradford, a.k.a. Mr. Grinch, coming up. He's the Red Sox Grinch. He's gonna. I, everyone's saying, watch out for Bradford tonight. Watch out for Bradford. And I know this because last Saturday, I had him on to talk Xander Bogarts, and I think he's still yelling and screaming in his, in his basement or wherever he did the call from. Uh, he was hot. And this week was worse than last week somehow. <laughs> it just keeps compounding. This Red Sox situation is not improving. Let me put it to you that way. It's not improving. It's not getting any better. Um, has anyone seen these videos of parents hiring, like, a guy to dress up like a Grinch and go in their house and pretend to, like, steal the presents from the kids under the tree and then the kids freak out and, like, attack the Grinch? Have you guys seen this? Have you seen this, this? I have. It is one of the most funniest things I've seen in a while, and I I genuinely feel bad for the kids, and I wonder what kind of lasting impact this is going to have on them. I think it's funny, man. I'm sorry. Like, I know people are like, oh, how could you do that to these kids? 
it's funny. It's the grit. Like it's a cartoon, you know. Like I'm sorry, I don't. I don't think it's that bad. I think like if you had some guy come in with a mask and a fake gun and say, "Everybody, get down on the ground. I'm stealing all your presents." Like that'd be one thing. All right, that would traumatize a kid. <laughs> like you know, that would freak a kid out. Some guy dressed like the Grinch comes in and pretends to steal the presents, and the kids get mad. Like that's a funny little thing. I'm sorry. I think that's funny. What if I came in dressed as Freddy Krueger on Halloween? Would you feel the same? Uh, how old are the kids then? Let's say the kids five. No, 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 no. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger's too adult for a five-year-old. But the Grinch. I mean, it looks like to a five-year-old like a weird monster. The Grinch this looks green... like, even though he's like bad, he's like this cuddly green fuzzy thing. Cuddly. Like, come on, <laughs> he is. He's got a dog. Like he's fine. It's the Grinch. So what? Like no one. I don't think anyone was really scared of the Grinch. Like, oh, the Grinch is going to do something to me. Like, the Grinch is going to kick my ass. No one ever thought that about the Grinch. You think the Grinch is going to take your presents? You don't think the Grinch is going to like pummel you and leave you in a bloody heap on the side of the road? The couple videos I saw, the Grinch absolutely destroyed the house. Was yeah. just throwing things, and oh, it's so funny. So these kids, this one kid, <laughs> the Grinch comes in, and the kid just starts screaming. Just <laughs> screaming at the Grinch. And the Grinch, you can tell, even though he's got, like, the mask and the suit on, you can tell as he approaches the tree, he's like, uh-oh. Like, this kid's this kid's really into this. <laughs> this kid's, this may not go the way I want it to. And so he comes over with his big bag, and he grabs one of the presents. I swear to God, the kid, <laughs> kid jumps on his feet, starts stomping on his feet, grabs another box, and just whacks the Grinch right in the junk. With another present. Who knows what was in it? The Grinch is like, oh. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Is that That's not funny? <laughs> I think that's really funny. I would never hire a Grinch to come scare my kid. But if you do that and the kid freaks out, or if you're a person who dresses up like a Grinch and goes to people's houses, you have to consider that part of the cost of doing business, I would think. All right, let's listen to uh, one of these one of these encounters. Um, the kid didn't like it, obviously. (laughs) Not a fan. Not into it, no. Um, I've never, when I was a kid, I never once went to like a birthday party where people came dressed up as like superheroes or characters or whatever and like showed up at the party. I don't know. I just maybe that missed my gender. Maybe that didn't happen in, you know, where I grew up. But like, I see that a lot. I see, you know, Spider-Man's at the party or, oh, wow, someone dressed like Batman comes and like hangs out with the kids or whatever. I don't know exactly what you do. (laughs) What do you do? You're just in the backyard and you're dressed like Spider-Man. I don't know exactly, but I've seen a lot of that. Um, I don't know if you're five years old and you see the Grinch coming in. You know what was the best part of that video is the parents cracking up while the kids crying. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe I'm the Grinch. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I that's like what this. I think. I think your nickname might be the Grinch for the next couple of weeks. But the thing is, I'm not going to hire. I'm not going to do that. I'm only judging what's happening in this other person's house. Okay, like you hired him and you brought the kid. That's your kid. I don't think the kid's going to be traumatized because a Grinch came in and pretended to take the presents. I don't think that's going to happen. He also just doesn't like walk through the front door. He like. Pops out of nowhere I know. and just, you know. It jumps out from behind the tree. <laughs> like, ta-da! <laughs> Kids all freaked out. Uh, 
Nah, I don't know. I was never afraid of the Grinch. He just seemed like kind of an a-hole. He didn't seem like a monster, you know? He just was like, just kind of a jerk. There's a difference between him and like Freddy Krueger, you know? Or yeah, like Jason yeah, or sure, something. For sure. I wouldn't, you know, I never had a nightmare about the Grinch. Um, But I would have been pissed off if someone stole my presents when I was a little kid, for sure. I just recently saw the Grinch movie last Christmas season. Jim Carrey killed that movie. Yeah? That was awesome, yeah. It really was. I was surprised at how much I liked it. Mike Myers did a Grinch movie too, didn't he? Did he? I'll or no, he it. did. Um, he did. Um, the Cat in the Hat. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I think yeah. that was Mike Myers. But Jim Carrey was good as the Grinch. I don't think I ever saw it. Um, must watch. Okay. And you got the little one. Must watch with the little one. I've only ever seen the cartoon version, which I like. I like the singing in it. Be careful though; it might be traumatizing. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, if I was a little kid and the Grinch was in my house. I'd be like, whoa, like the Grinch is in my house. Like, it's like a celebrity, you know? <laughs> like, wow, this is kind of cool. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd like react so strongly. I'd be like, this is, wow. I mean, of all the places, the Grinch is in my house. Like, I must be pretty, pretty special kid. You know, <laughs> look at this. Us 80s babies had a little different. We didn't get uh, superheroes and Grinches showing up at our yeah. holidays. Yeah, these kids are all used to. Batman and you know Wonder Woman and everybody and I don't know I guess for like little girls like they have like princess birthday parties and stuff like that some girl dresses up like a princess and just goes to the house and <laughs> that's the whole thing <laughs> like, I don't know it's kind of like that except the Grinch <laughs> basically the same thing anyways uh, if you're doing that you may have to live with the results of it but I think it's funny I'm sorry I do I think that's kind of funny that there's someone who like does that for a living and that, you know, these people hire him and then <laughs> just the whole thing, the whole thing just makes me laugh. I don't know why. Um, I probably won't be doing that with my kids, though, or my one kid. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. I'm going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to preview this Patriots-Raiders game a little bit because as much as I think it's a winnable game and as much as I think the Patriots should win the game, and if I was to, I don't know, make a legal wager in one of the states surrounding Massachusetts on the game, I would probably do so on the Patriots, just me personally. I can't shake the thought that there's a lot of things going against them. I can't shake the thought that the Raiders here may be in the driver's seat for this game. And I'll explain all of those uh, thoughts and paranoia that I have right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.